0: You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all off the red-nosed reindeer reindeer had a very shiny nose shiny nose and if you ever saw it, saw it you would even say it glows
1: it glows sweetie
2: like a light bulb
1: like a light bulb hi um this is todd adams and your name is what
2: My name is Kathy Adams.
1: Uh, Welcome to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio.
2: And Pop Culturing.
1: And Pop Culturing.
2: It's a crossover.
1: It's a crossover. So I'm just, just for fun.
2: You know that. That's that's Zen Parenting.
1: And then I got to go over here to do this. Pop Culturing. So those are our two theme songs. Um, We haven't done a pop culturing in a long time.
2: We haven't done a pop culturing, I don't think, since April. And you want to know why?
1: Because of COVID?
2: Yeah. Like, well, a lot of things. The, this is like, I I just, uh, the election, it just, we didn't feel like we had a lot to say.
1: (laughs) We just weren't inspired to do it. we weren't. And who knows? Because we thought our our first one back was going to be Breakfast Club because we thought that it would be one that connects with our audience Mm -hmm. the most. And then we started watching Rudolph last week with the family, and we're like, well, let's just do this.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot to say.
1: Well, we'll find out how much there is to say. I I do want to say, if if somebody's listening to Zen Parenting Radio for the first time, you're going to be like, what's going on here? Why are they talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? This is a very untraditional uh, episode. And if you want to hear us talk about self-awareness and mindfulness and parenting, go to one of the other 577 episodes. Well,
2: I wouldn't shoo them away because- Oh, but
1: don't, but don't go away. The reason
2: why I'm saying that is because pop culturing, it it was born out of Zen parenting, meaning that the pop culturing podcast, we just kind of flip, like in Zen parenting, we talk about like self-awareness and mindfulness, and then we like insert pop, culture into it. Pop culturing, we focus on a movie or a TV show, and then we insert self-awareness into it. So it's just kind of the flip of it.
1: Yeah. And, um, and it's just, this is just a little bit different because we're focusing specifically on a movie, whereas, um, normally ZPR is, you know, something a little bit different
2: correct. (laughs) As I said, the back and forth.
1: Um, So we have some structure. I'm I'm a little rusty on pop culturing slash ZPR.
2: That's why I wanted to, one of the things that, um, before we get started, Todd and I, uh, one of our favorite podcasts, definitely one of my favorite podcasts is The Rewatchables, which is now only on Spotify, but they focus on movies that we love, right? Um, You know, they're all the people that are, Hosting the rewatchable, specifically uh, Bill Simmons, he's our age. And so they're talking about movies, rewatchable movies from our generation. Right. And we are very focused. We are Gen X, Todd and I, so we tend to focus a lot on Gen X. This movie, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, is definitely from our generation.
1: Sort of, but it was also created in 1964.
2: Correct. I just, you're right. So maybe it was a little... I was think each
1: generation list. adopts it as their own. I think even our daughters are be like, oh yeah, Rudolph, because we they watch it with yeah, us. Yeah,
2: you're probably right. But the, um, well, I'll say and instead of but, we want to talk about this movie and other movies and kind of give it a little more structure than maybe we have in the past um, so we can stay on target with what we want to discuss. So we're going to talk about, you know, the movie overall, the scenes, um, some issues with it, um, what it influenced, our favorite characters, and why we continue to watch this movie. Like, why do we... I know we're not going to answer that question yet, but any movie, if it be Rudolph or any other rewatchable movie, why do we keep watching it?
1: Well, I want to that's a great question. And I want to just like give a initial warning. Um, I, (laughs) I'm, I'm going to make fun of this movie. Okay. So if anybody like holds this close to their heart as don't mess with this movie, this first of all, is it a movie? It's fifty. Oh, it's in. It's fifty-one minutes.
2: It's a show. It's
1: is it? A, that's the first question. Is this a show or a movie? It's a show. We watched it on TV, probably on CBS. Uh-huh. And we we're all excited. Um, but if you hold this show in really high regard, and you don't want to hear me be a smart ass about it,
2: well, and I'll make sure we take care of it. Okay. I don't think we. It's you know we're not going to throw it under the bus, but you know something made in. Well, was it sixty-four? 64? Right. There's going to be issues. But um, but it's it's got a sweetness too. So so fifty
1: six years old. This movie.
2: Do you want to start with a with a scene just to get us into the spirit? Short
1: and sweet. Here okay. we go.
0: First castle on the left. Matter of fact, the only castle on the left. <laughs> Papa, you haven't touched a morsel. I'll have to take this suit in. Eat. I'm busy, Mama. It's almost Christmas. Who ever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat. Eat. Now, don't any of you worry your heads about Santa. Mrs. Claus will have him plenty fattened up by Christmas Eve. It's always the same story.
1: All right. So real quick, let's just stop there.
2: (laughs) Well, first of all, narrator is Sam the Snowman and Burl Ives. Yeah. Whoever
1: Burl Ives is. You know
2: Burl Ives. He's a singer. He's the one who sings the songs.
1: Got it. Is he also in Frosty or is that a different guy? I think
2: he is in Frosty. Yeah. So
1: Burl was just having, he was on top of his game.
2: Burl was like killing it when it came to And his name was Burl. I had um, a great uncle, Burl. My grandpa's... uh, Not many parents
1: name their kids Burl these days.
2: It's not. So Burl, actually, Mm. he died in 1995. He was an American singer, musician, actor, and author. And he was a banjoist.
1: Of course he was. You know
2: what? The snowman has a banjo. There you go. Do you remember that? There you go. Yeah. And he was in a lot of things, but he was... Wow, he was even in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Wow, he was in Round. Um, But he... listened to this. He won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in 1958.
1: Of course he did.
2: But he is most remembered as Sam the Snowman in the 1964 movie or television special. That's what they call there it. Is, a TV television special. special. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
1: So um, obviously this is back in 64. So morality or what's cool and not cool is different because this was 56 years ago. But... If we were to place this in 2020, like, you know, Mrs. Claus, it's probably not good for your husband's health (laughs) to
2: fatten him up. Well, and what's so funny about those scenes is Santa is so skinny. Yes. There's something that runs through this television show, this television special, where Santa just seems so unhappy initially. He's like annoyed. He won't eat. Oh,
1: we'll get to that, sweetie. He's
2: angry. It just takes him a while. Maybe he's just anxious about getting everything done on time because I can relate.
1: Think of the amount of stress Santa is going through right now. And I don't know, maybe, you know, I think of like NFL coaches, they typically, or maybe not anymore, but they used to be like huge beer belly, big guts guys. And it's because they're working 90 hours a week I know. and eating pizza and all that. So I don't know. I, I would say to Mrs. Claus, let your husband be skinny.
2: I know, but she, again, historically, this, we're talking about 64. We're yeah. not talking about 2020. But her work yeah. at the time consisted of feeding him so he could be a jolly Santa. And he was not complying. And she needed to put her foot down.
1: Why is it important for Santa aside from our idea of what Santa looks like would Santa delivering the presents be any less impactful if he was skinny versus fat he plus needs, if he's going down the chimney it would actually make sense that he stays skinny
2: He needs to be jolly Can you be jolly and skinny I you know we he has <laughs> a reputation to uphold
1: That's what it is it's a reputation Right and I would say shirk the reputation and don't fatten up.
2: In sixty-four, that wasn't gonna fly.
1: And by the way, Santa, you could you don't have to get fat just because your wife wants you to. Oh
2: this sounds like a little like blaming Mrs. Claus. No,
1: I'm blaming him. Own your own your physique.
2: Well instead
1: and, of blame your wife for it.
2: Right. And she's just doing what she needs to do and he's not following through and she's trying to help. And by the way, there's a common theme just to focus on feminism for a second, in this 1964 television special, that the women do not have their own names. We've got Mrs. Claus.
1: Let me check it out on the IMDb right
2: here. Okay. We have...
1: Uh, Yukon Cornelius. Correct. Let's just go through it. We know who Yukon is. He's okay. the he's the lumberjack dude. We know uh-huh. who Billy is. Billy is pra- played by a woman named Billy Richards. No,
2: you said we know who Billy is. We know who Rudolph, Rudolph is. is. Rudolph is played by a woman. Yep. My favorite, Hermie.
1: Good old Hermie, Santa Claus, um,
2: and then the King, who's the um, same voice. Same voice, the King, who's at the Misfit Toys.
1: Charlie in the box, got that. We're gonna get to the Charlie in the box too. Drove you crazy, Um, Clarice. Who's Clarice? Is that the the?
2: There's always tomorrow. Is that the
1: deer, the reindeer? Yeah, the
2: the one who is Rudolph's Mm -hmm. girlfriend.
1: Um, Yeah. So the doll, the female doll, is named Doll. To your point.
2: Well, the worst one besides Mrs. Claus, and Mrs. Claus isn't even on here, by the way.
1: Yeah, she's not even on no, here. No, she
2: is. It's the same person who plays Mrs. Donner. Oh, you're right. Okay, Mrs. Donner. Yes. So we've got Donner. Mrs.
1: Kathy, Mr. and Mrs. Cat, Todd, Todd Adams. Adams.
2: So I would be Mrs. Todd Adams. So Mrs. Donner. So you, and don't Mrs. you want to be
1: Miss Mrs. Todd Adams?
2: Well, I am, but I don't want to go by that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like both can be true. I know. I was joking. But we were laughing. I, I didn't even think about Mrs. Claus when we were watching it, but I was thinking about how even, you know, the snowman, Sam the snowman, as he's narrating it, he calls her Mrs. Donner. Yeah. So does.
1: Well, we're going to get to Donner, too. Okay. I have I'm a jumping question about on. that. All right. Um, are you ready for my second scene? Or um, do we want to talk about something different? No, go ahead. All right. I don't know how long it is. But we'll figure it out.
0: Team, wait a minute. I've got it. We'll hide Rudolph's nose. Hide it? Yeah. Come here, boy. You'll be a normal little buck just like everybody else, right? A chip off the old antlers. Now, now you'll get used to it. Put it there, son. Ah, oh,
2: gee.
1: All right. <laughs> so Rudolph.
2: Miss Donner needs some Zen parenting. Yeah, yeah.
1: Radio. So let's talk about this. Okay. So Rudolph's born a little different. Correct. So, what do we do in 2020? <laughs> Difference is good, it's what makes you special. And, and, Rudolph's dad's like I will have none of this
2: I will have none of this And he And I think Santa tells him To be ashamed
1: Yeah well I think We'll get to that too So So he makes him Put a sock on his nose Is that correct? Like a
2: little black Yeah ball. No no First he rubs dirt on it
1: Oh really? Because okay. he's I'm like
2: son. My son will look like I've watched else.
1: this three times And I don't even remember The dirt The piano. first
2: time he pulls dirt up With his hoof And puts um, Did you just say hoof? Hoof
1: <laughs> Hoof sweetie
2: <laughs> <Okay>. Hoof <laughs> Whatever it is Is it hoof? Hoof what
1: are we doing, Goodfellas again? What did again? I say? Hoof? You said hoof. hoof. Remember that part in Goodfellas where he's like, you know, the claw, and De Niro's like the hoof, and he doesn't hear him. And he's like, you know, the, the claw, <laughs> the poor thing. He's trying to, like, explain how he needs to borrow the knife from his mom. to. Who's,
2: well, who's saying it to De Niro?
1: Pesci. Okay. He's like, the claw, I'll find it. You but, keep talking. Okay.
2: Anyway. Hoof? What do I say? You,
1: say, you said
2: hoof. Hoof. Okay. He covers... His nose with dirt from his hoof, hoof, hoof. My gosh! <laughs> I can't hear it. I can't hear it different in my. I know. Okay, and then, and then that busts through because it's a red nose, and you know.
1: Here we go, good fellas. You ready?
2: Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> anyway, you know, it reminds me. I need this knife. I'm gonna take this. It's okay. Okay, yeah, but it's near for bring a it while. back, though. You know. Well, the poor thing. You know, we got. I hit him, in his, uh, we hit the deer, and his paw. What do you call it? The paw. The, the paw. paw the hoof. the hoof got caught in a grill.
2: Oh. I gotta I gotta hack it off. Oh,
1: on, Ma, it's a sin. You're gonna leave it there. You know? it's, a sin. it's a sin. What is he talking ah. about? And De Niro does not say hoof.
2: He says, well, he says hoof. He says hoof. But Pesci also calls Henry Henry.
1: Yes, he does. How you doing, Henry?
2: How do you doing, Henry? Yes. Okay, so back to what we're talking about here. So first he covers it up with mud and then when he sends him off to reindeer school mm-hmm. then they put like a clown nose on him and we were laughing so hard because the nose is so huge yeah and, and he talks funny and right he, well yeah he's, because it, he if, can't
1: breathe out of his mouth. if nose. somebody
2: covered your nose you would talk through your mouth you would breathe through your mouth and yeah. you're going to sound like you have a constant cold right so i so mr donner and Mrs. Donner thought that would be the best course of action.
1: Well, that gets to my other question because the song, as you know, dancer and prancer and whatever Donner, and whatever, Vixen. I always assumed that those were the first names of the reindeer. Is well, Rudolph's last name Donner?
2: It, Rudolph Donner, I do believe. So
1: Blitzen is is a last name. So. So all these reindeer names are their last names, well, which is surprising to me.
2: I guess what's happening in this series Tell is Tell me that what's happening. If you have, like, we have a rabbit named Smokey. Yeah. And we could say her name's Smokey Adams. Right. But we don't really do that. She's just Smokey, right? Right. And so I think when we're talking about the reindeer as animals, one name- is sufficient. But when we humanize them, as we are doing in this show and making them like human beings, then we assume they have to take on all human form, which is a first name and last name.
1: Here's my question. Okay. Or I think I've, I figured it out.
2: Okay. When they
1: wrote the song in 19 whatever, Mm -hmm. which was well before the creation of this TV special.
2: Gene Autry sang it in 1947. (laughs) No, no. It was written in 1939 And it became popular in 47. You know,
1: Dancer and Prancer, I think when they wrote that song, that was for us all to think that, yeah, these are their names, their first names or their only names. And now with this TV special, it made me realize, oh, Donner's a last name. And that kind of messed me up a little bit. So I
2: think you're getting too deep. I think what you have to understand is when they wrote the song, that was their name. Then we humanized them and we had to give them a first and last. But it's not like there's a deep mystery here. We just did that. But
1: doesn't it, it upsets me a little bit because I always thought Donner was a, f- a first name or an only name. But I'm tell- I didn't know Donner was Donner's last name.
2: But I'm telling you both things are true. When the song was written, Donner was his name, just like Smokey was our rabbit. Yeah. But then when they humanized them... And put them in the show. They just decided to give them a first. I and guess last. what
1: I'm just saying is, I didn't know it was Rudolph Donner.
2: Okay, this.
1: Did is, you know it was Rudolph Donner?
2: I I did not know Rudolph.
1: And what's Don? What's what's the dad's first name?
2: Donner Donner Donner. Donner? Okay, let's move on okay. from the Donner discussion.
1: Okay. Um. Go ahead. Okay. I got so much to say. I
2: know. So basically, what happens because we're kind of doing the scenes here is, do you have any Hermie?
1: Uh, I don't know if I have Hermie or not. Let me look. Yeah, I think I... Yes, I have Hermie. Okay,
2: so play a little bit of Hermie because really we're being introduced to two major characters, two protagonists. Okay. We've got Rudolph Donner, who feels like a misfit in his world of reindeer, and then we have our buddy Hermie the elf, who feels like a misfit in the world of elves. Well,
1: I'm about to make fun of Hermie's boss, but before I do that, because I'm about to play a clip, because Hermie's boss is awful. Right. But before I do that, Donner, the the dad Rudolph guy, mm-hmm. Rudolph's dad is awful. Like we don't accept you the way you are. You're Correct. going to conform to the masses. Correct. So it's not really something that we would preach.
2: Right, but how we may not, but how common is that? All the time. Right. So I guess the point is is that I think a lot of people can relate. And I think it's a very common theme. Like, it, this, you know, the TV show was not meant to.
1: I think what I'm saying is Rudolph is going to have some problems when he once he gets older.
2: Potentially, but a lot of it gets, there's some healing that occurs.
1: I hope so. No,
2: I don't want to jump to the end. I, I don't hope want to so. ruin this for anybody.
1: I still think he's going to have some emotional baggage because of his dad.
2: Well, but you know what sucks? Do you have the scene where Santa comes in and, like, verifies and validates I'm not what sure. Donner feels?
1: Let's go to Hermie.
2: Okay. <gasps>
0: Aren't you finished painting that yet? There's a pile up a mile wide behind you. What's eating you, boy? Not happy in my work, I guess. What? I just don't like to make toys. No, well, if that's all... What? You don't like to make toys? Mm, no. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Herbie doesn't like to make toys. Herbie doesn't like to make toys. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Like to make toys. I I do. Do. do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? <laughs> well, we need one up here. I... All right. So, head Lots, lots happening there.
2: So, there's a, uh, a parallel story occurring here which is that rudolph should be ashamed because of the nose he was born with and now hermy should be because there's actually do you hear all the elves going shame on yeah, you yeah shame
1: um shame is the, the recurring theme in rudolph the red-nosed reindeer
2: correct and then they all these elves are like hermy you should be ashamed because you want to be a dentist i mean who what who doesn't right like he wants to go off and do something that he wants to do yeah So the head elf is, uh, you know, he uses shame and guilt as a method of teaching.
1: And how about Hermes' buddies? They're like, "Yep, let's throw Hermes under the bus. And, you
2: know, right off the bat, it's a little like the movie Elf, which we'll get into a little bit later, is Hermes just even looks different. Mm -hmm. Like, the rest of the elves have, like, have a more conventional elf-type look. And Hermes has kind of a different hat, has a different hairdo. Like, there's some signs that Hermes is not in his place of belonging.
1: right. So, so Rudolph and Hermie are kind of embodying the same experience. They're
2: both the protagonists. Yeah. Got it.
1: All right. Okay. Go ahead.
2: So, okay, were you going to do the next scene? No,
1: I just, I, I just want to say, Hermie's boss is not nice.
2: So yes, Head Elf. I think I don't think he has another name except Head Elf. So he, so basically, that's what's set up in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. There are two, two people, for lack of a better way of saying it, who are struggling with belonging. So this really relates very well to our show. Okay. Um, And they feel like there's something wrong with them because everyone seems to be validating that for them. And so they feel like misfits and they both decide that they need to run away. Now, before that happens, there is a pretty significant scene um, at... The reindeer games.
1: Oh, we'll get to that. Well,
2: I think we should play that because that really is the next significant scene. So, not only has Donner, and by the way, let me just say this: Mrs. Donner is not shaming. Yeah. Can I just now? She's also not speaking up. A little like she's
1: Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society mom. Yeah.
2: For those of you who know that movie, but (laughs) she, it is not. Like agreeing with yeah. Mr. Donner.
1: So the feminine has a little more intuition. She just doesn't have the strength and the power to stand up to her big bossy husband.
2: 1964. Yeah. And then Santa comes in to see the new baby, skinny, because yeah. he's not eating. Right. And he's even like, this will not do. Yeah. Okay. So then, so, you know, here's Rudolph trying to get a start on life. So then they go to the reindeer games, and he meets his coach.
1: Yes, we're going to get to that. Can I just play one more clip from Rudolph's
0: dad? Sure. All right. All right, son, try it on. I don't want to. Daddy, I don't like it. You'll like it and wear it. Oh, but, Daddy, it's not very comfortable. There are more important things than comfort, (laughs) self-respect. Santa can't object to you now.
2: Now? Poor Rudolph. Santa can't object to you. There's now.
1: more important things than what. Co- In what,
2: life than comfort.
1: Self respect. Self respect. So Rudolph is supposed to have more self respect because he's covering up his red nose. Correct. How. How. I know. I know. I'm going to come off like as uber enlightened here, but how is that a vehicle of self respect by hiding the the nose that you have?
2: Well, Todd, interesting. I'm jumping the gun a little because right. we've already taped our show for next week. Yeah, and we talk about the me, we, and the everybody. So this is a teaser me, we, for next week. Donner lives in the we, yes. which is conform. Donner is like self respect means you conform to your surroundings. Self-respect is you respect the norm within our society.
1: And I will say Donner Donner, because I'm calling him Donner Donner now. His first name and last name is Donner. (laughs) Donner Donner is doing that because he loves his son. Correct. And he's trying to keep his son safe.
2: Exactly. And because Donner Donner (laughs) has only known this, he's only lived in the we. And he has thrived in the we. Because Nobody
1: knows who you're talking about when you use that metaphor, but maybe he, it will make more sense it will
2: make, after I mean you listen is, to next he week's show. has thrived in the convention. Just to put a little patriarchy in it, he's like the white male mm-hmm. of society. Yeah. So Donner, as the reindeer, has thrived in this setting. So he's like, I have a son. Yep. For you to thrive, you need to have the experience I have had. Yeah. And that is put this nose on and go out there and go get him.
1: Yes. This is a tangent, but it's okay. an important, it's my favorite funny line.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
1: And I think it's yours too, but maybe not. <laughs>
2: and we bet you, he won't forget you, we are
0: Ho, 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 we are ho, ho. Hmm, well, it needs work. I have to go.
1: Oh, my God. That's my favorite part. Oh, my God.
2: First of all... So
1: just so everybody knows, <laughs> a bunch of elves are singing or whatever. Beautifully, beautifully. Beautifully. Santa's sitting there on his throne.
2: All discombobulated, like rubbing his face. He's so uncomfortable. And he
1: says, it like, who is this Santa?
2: First of all, when they finish, do you hear that clapping? Yeah. Guess who that is?
1: That's Mrs. Claus? Yes. Yes. So
2: Mrs. Claus is, like, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then... She, everyone looks to Santa. He rubs his face and says, need some work. And I, then, have I
1: have to go. That's such a great, hilarious... And then
2: he fails. He's gone. He's exits stage left. So Mrs. Left. Claus
1: has got to pick up the pieces. Right. Because all these little elves want to do is just sing and be happy.
2: I know. What does she say next? She says something like, that was really good. I mean, she gives him some kudos. If I what does Papa know? It's beautiful. There you go. You keep it just the way it
0: was. Mm. Papa?
1: so she's got to go calm papa down papa's probably (laughs) gonna go have a drink because these elves just sang so badly
0: but
2: they didn't i know
1: but he thinks they did he
2: did because his glasses are dirty because all when i say that i mean that metaphorically like he is feeling such intensity that that's what he's seeing everywhere when really that was a beautiful elf song and they were all in it together and it sounded amazing but guess who gets blamed
1: Mrs. Claus.
2: No, so Mrs. Claus says you did beautifully, and guess what happens after that? What happens? They said it's not our fault. Hermy didn't show up.
1: Oh my God! What they is, blame. Does Hermie. that happen? Should I press play? Yeah,
0: does it happen right going. there? That sounded terrible. The tenor section was weak.
2: Wasn't our fault, boss. Hermie didn't show up. Oh my God! Everybody's <laughs> passing the buck. What the hell's going on around so, here? So, w- and where was Hermy? practicing on teeth trying to be a dentist
1: <laughs> what does the writer want us to think about all every other experience of santa i have is that santa's jolly he's in a good mood making the toys delivering the toys who is this santa
2: but see is santa making the toys he has elves who make the toys yeah,
1: he's a I delegator think,
2: i think santa feels a great deal of pressure for that one day a year. Yeah, do you know what I mean?
1: He's stressing. He's
2: stressing, and so he really has to like work it through to get ready for that day. So I'm not, I'm not like putting down his work because it's essential. But what I'm saying is that he could maybe be a little more self aware in how he comes off prior to 24th of December.
1: Yes. I think it's hilarious that Mrs. Claus had to bail to go calm Santa down, even though Santa's got the issues.
2: Right. Well, she had to make them feel good, and now she has to go make him feel good. Right. Sounds a little uh, familiar.
1: Yes, it does. All right. So now Rudolph, uh, he has a little female reindeer friend. Here we go.
2: Wait. Is this Fireball or Clarice
1: who's fireball
2: fireball's his his other reindeer boy buddy
1: no this is the one she's got the a ribbon or the bow in her head. right
2: so when he first shows up at the reindeer games he meets fireball yeah i don't have fireball okay that's fine and they're kind of like yeah we're friends but fireball's the one who says hey we should go like get to know the does yeah okay
1: let's head let's on all let's cruise chicks and suck face
2: basically that's what he's saying yeah do you know what what that's from by the way on golden pond very good nice day Yup. Awkward take all talk.
0: practice I mean yep I bet you'll be the best. Uh, I don't know. something wrong with your nose? I mean, you talk kind of funny. What's so funny about the way I talk? All
1: right, so I'm gonna stop it there. The only reason I wanted to play that is Rudolph sounds like he's eight years old. <laughs> And this girl reindeer sounds like she's 42.
2: She's like a grown woman. What's going on? Well, I think on the very basic level, it's who they got to play the part. Yeah. But on the deeper level, I'm unsure. But even in that very awkward, small talk conversation, Clarice is doing all the work. Of course. And she, he's like, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Mate, then-
1: No, Rudolph's like, help me feel good about myself. <laughs> and like every time a woman shows up in this- freaking tv special they're showing up with some maturity yeah and every boy <laughs> is you know or Hermie hermy's no emb- Hermie's
2: doing pretty yeah good. he's yeah. he's embodying and cornelius
1: oh that's the UConn. lumberjack guy mm-hmm, he's good but yeah like santa's got issues <laughs> the elf manager's got issues yes head elf so a lot of issues
2: and i think that you know Again, it's it was a different time, different era. Todd and I totally understand that. We're And by the way, when we're saying this, we're not canceling this show, meaning we're not trying to say no one should watch it. I
1: simply want to laugh along with the I think show. we
2: should keep watching it and have these kind of discussions. Yeah. Like, I think, d- please don't misread this for there's something inherently wrong that we should never watch again. No, this we're, we're going to watch it next
1: year, too. Yes, it's we fun. Will. I am doing this because I want to laugh.
2: Yes, well, and I'm doing it for nostalgia, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, so anyway, so then, do you want to keep playing where he says, she said I'm cute? Sure. My name's
0: Rudolph. Hi. Hi. Hey, uh, Clarice. Hey, uh, after practice, would you, would you? Rudolph, you get back here. It's your turn, you know. Gee, I gotta go back. Would you want to go with me? Uh huh, Rudolph. I think you're cute. I cute.
1: I do. Wow, Rudolph, just quite a turnaround.
2: It just—that was like an ego boost. He
1: walked away and he came back and then asked her out, didn't he? Mm. He he walked away and he came right back and he he faced his fears.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, he did.
1: And then she said, "Yeah, let's walk home from school together whatever it was." And And
2: then he said, and then she said, "You're, you're cute." You're cute. And so then he gets such a boost that he flies and everyone can see that he has pretty much a special talent for flying. Yes. As the song goes. Yes, he does. And then this is the worst probably bullying aspect. Even okay. though we've already experienced some bullying. Yeah. Is the next scene when he and Fireball start kind of like Messing around, like you know, as reindeer do, yeah. you know, they're kind of like h- hoofing, <laughs> hoofing, h- hoofing hoofing their hoofs, and all of a sudden the nose falls off. Mm-hmm. Are you there?
1: I don't know. Um, I hope so. Let's see. Let's see. For
0: crying out loud, fireball, what's the matter? G- g- get away, g- get away from me. No, 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 what's this nonsense here, Bucks? After all, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> hey, look at the beach. Hey, fire Snow. Rainbow Paws. Ice now. Stop calling me May. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Donner, you should be ashamed of yourself. What a pity. He had a nice takeoff too.
2: This is the worst part. No, you're well, gonna. You're I about feel to...
1: like we should just pause because that was Sam. So much just happened. I know. First of all. The mean kids who are making fun of Rudolph, kids are really creative in how they make fun of people. I think they could have done a little bit better job than calling him Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
2: But we're just, yeah, but he is. So why was that not good?
1: It's too nice. Like if you're going to be mean, you got to own your meanness. Do you know what I mean? Kids are good at coming up with phrases that cut to the core.
2: Don't you think that you think Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is not negative because we associate it with a positive? We do,
1: but they approached it as negative.
2: They did, but my whole point is is ours is skewed toward the positive because of the song, where for them, it's like saying... Rudolph,
1: Todd with six toes on his left right. foot. Right, but
2: then there's a song written about how your sixth toe saved the earth somehow, right. <laughs> and then we're like, "Oh, six toes is good."
1: I guess so. Do you I'm, see what I'm, I mean? I'm I'm reframing yeah. that, but yeah, but awful. Then
2: Santa busts in. Yeah, see, he's just taking it his anger out on everybody. So you want me to keep going? So this is the part where the coach is just brutal. <laughs> ah!
0: folks from now on gang we won't let rudolph join in any reindeer games right,
2: right, 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 right. <laughs> poor okay. rudolph right so not so all the adults are just failing him miserably yeah donner donner
1: donner donner donner
2: donner, donner <laughs> santa, santa the coach. coach fireball is not turning out to be the friend they thought 2020
1: he would be. rudolph would be hiding himself in a room playing games smoking weed Possibly. Yeah.
2: And, but Clarice, so what happens after that scene? And again, we don't have to play every single scene, so we got to get through here. Yeah. But after that, Clarice is like, let's walk home. Yeah. And he's like, no, you, nobody wants me around. And she's like, I do. I'm yeah. fine with it. But then the adults fail again. And Clarice's dad says, you will not be seen with this reindeer. So, so the adults this, are just dropping the ball. The story
1: is just a bunch of adults dropping the ball.
2: Dropping the ball left and right. Yeah. So that is when the two stories converge again, because that's when Rudolph sings the I am not such a misfit. What does he sing? The misfit song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He sings the misfit song, and Hermie... After he's discovered not at singing practice, working on the teeth of the doll, right. he jumps through the window, which made me laugh. JC, remember that. She's like, he's going to jump through the window. He leaves through the window, Rudolph leaves, and they find each other, mm-hmm. and then they sing the Misfit song together. Yeah,
1: because there are a couple of misfits. Right. Yeah. And then they go to the land of the Misfit toys.
2: Then they launch out and i think that's when they meet yukon cornelius
1: is there like a hero's journey thing going absolutely. on absolutely fascinating
2: so let me ask this question can you think of a movie that scene that we just saw where he his nose comes off and everybody starts laughing a movie that has a similar scene to that i from feel the like 80s? it's
1: the typical teenage movie scene but this is so blatant
2: that's what i mean there's one that we have talked about hmm. that i don't think we've done a podcast on or a I don't think we've done a pop culturing about it, but we talk about it all the time.
1: I, it's not coming to me.
2: So, well, uh, let me give you a hint. Um, Johnny.
1: Uh, Karate Kid.
2: Right. So can you think of the scene I'm talking about? Uh, oh, at the beach. No. At- the spaghetti. Oh,
1: the spaghetti. When well, every- I th- so it's both. It's the beach because as soon as J- uh, Ralph Macchio, uh-huh. Johnny, can't beat up... Um, no, Johnny, Ralph Ma- Daniel
2: soon as daniel daniel
1: gets beat up by johnny Correct. johnny's like this big karate guy right and the minute that johnny beats up daniel daniel goes back to his friends to get comforted and his friends ostracize him because he couldn't beat up johnny and obviously johnny's a badass fighter dude right so if i think most guys be like yeah johnny's tough but instead they're like shunned him he's not cool anymore because he just lost his karate but wasn't champion. daniel
2: kind of a jerk on his soccer team wasn't he like being kind of like no wasn't Daniel like wasn't he
1: Daniel is a is also a little bit of a pansy
2: Okay he, what does that word mean Just a just a I just want to make sure that's an appropriate language to use I'm going to Daniel look
1: it up. is a little bit of a whiny little grumpy not getting my way jerk
2: Sweetie, you'll be happy to know a pansy is actually a flower rich with colors.
1: See, that's what I meant.
2: So he's a, he's, I think it's used in a different way, but I know what you mean. The
1: spaghetti scene though is the exact same thing.
2: A weak or ineffective boy. There you go. Okay. So let me say that I did know what it meant. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't, you know, we're trying to use language that it's more 2020, if you know what I mean. So... The scene I'm talking about is when he's hiding in the kitchen during yeah. the country club dance. Yeah. The spaghetti is all over him. And all the adults. It's one thing to have your friends laugh at yes. you. It's another thing to have all the adults who are dancing laugh at a teenage kid who gets spaghetti spilled on him. Why Why did they do that?
1: I would play that scene, but it's all visual. Yeah, it's so all it's visual. So it's no. not going to land. But yeah, it's, it's not realistic. It's not
2: realistic. That's not going to happen. So these two set off these two going back to Hermie and Rudolph, they meet Cornelius and then along the way they run into my fave.
1: Uh, the abominable
2: abominable snowman.
1: Abominable?
2: Abominable.
1: Abominable?
2: Can we call him Bumble?
1: Hold on. Yeah. Bumble's easier.
2: Bumble's bounce. Let's call him Bumble. Um, and you know what?
1: He's not in the cast because he he doesn't speak.
2: No. Huh? He just is cute. So He is the most interesting character to me because as a kid, if you guys remember... He was terrifying. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time you saw him? Totally. He was terrifying. And we had good laughs about it this year when we watched because he's like all sorts of different sizes. Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't quite figure out if he was super big or the same size as them. He was like different in every scene. But the first time we see him and he's behind the mountains, and so he's got his hands on mountains. Mm Kind of gives you an idea he's pretty big.
1: Yeah. But he's only three times as big as the... Cornelius. He
2: also a later walks in and puts the star on top of the tree, so it yes. can't be as big as a mountain. Right. There's you, a little bit of.
1: So basically, what we're saying is they have really small mountains in Rudolph Land.
2: <laughs> What's the word? Where it's not distribution. They 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 don't perspective have perspective. It's off. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he's terrifying initially, and so the whole thing is about the whole plan from there on is like how to stay safe from Bumble. Yeah. Right. And so they eventually have to. You know, there's some some hijinks that occur but then eventually they have to like Cornelius has to take his pick put them on a piece of ice and then pick away at the ice so they float into the water. And then that's my saddest scene is Bumble walks into the water and goes under.
1: But isn't that a good thing? Because at that time, Bumble is the bad guy but and then, you want the bad guys to sink in water.
2: But he looks cute to me. And I remember as a kid being like, I feel bad for him because he went into the water and went under and they were like kind of laughing at him. Yeah, he was. I was sad for him yeah. at the time. So he went into were. the water and then he got out. That Then they float, and that's when they get to the island of Misfit Toys. There you go. So you had a problem with someone there, didn't you? I had a problem
1: with the whole movie, but it's just because I'm a jaded old man.
2: You had a Charlie issue, Charlie in the Box. Uh,
1: Well, just Charlie in the Box is something special. That's all I got to say. Do
2: you understand why? Oh, you know who? I'll tell you something. Hmm. The man who voiced Charlie in the Box also did Fireball. Oh, there you go. So they get to this island and the island is full of toys that have something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a train that has a square.
1: Wasn't there a toy Story line in that? Like the bunch of, well, I feel like in Toy Story three, all the good toys went to the one room and all the bad toys went to the other room, but I could be wrong.
2: But you know what I think it was? It was the, who, who was the bear in Toy Story three? The one who smelled like strawberries?
1: Uh, you mean the bad guy in Toy Story Three? Right. Yeah. I don't remember
2: he was in charge and basically he put his group of toys yeah. in the good room. He was
1: in the cool he was in the cool crowd. And he
2: put the new toys yeah. which were the toys we love into yeah. the other room, the butterfly room or whatever. So there was the so the Charlie in the box was different because his name was Charlie and not Jack.
1: Yes. Do you want to hear from Charlie? Sure, in the box? I would love
2: to. Lookie up there!
0: there? Us, of course. Who'd you think? Oh, well, then that's okay. Okay, who may I ask are you? We're Rudolph and Hermie and Yukon Cornelius, sir. Who are you? I'm the official sentry of the Island of Misfit Toys. A jack-in-the-box for a sentry? Yes, my name is... Don't tell me. Jack. No, Charlie.
1: So is that why Charlie is not accepted Correct. because his name isn't Jack?
2: His name is not Jack.
1: Who's the idiot that called him Charlie?
2: Well, you know, there's a lot of things in there we aren't sure about um, who named him. A sentry. Do you know what a sentry is?
1: Um, Like a protector?
2: Yeah, he's a guard yeah. or a watch. I didn't know that. A soldier standing guard. So Sweetie, I
1: learned that in my Dungeons and Dragons days. Oh,
2: see, I didn't play. So That's your things. problem. So I miss out when I watch Rudolph. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's something, the doll. What's wrong with the doll? Sue. No, she wants to be a dolly for Sue. What's that know. little doll's name?
1: You're asking the wrong person. Her
2: name's just doll. Yeah, doll. So they all have an issue. And then, you know, again, jumping ahead, the um, our, our heroes, the three of them, um, Hermie and Rudolph and Yukon Cornelius, they go see... The um, the leader of the misfit toys, and it's uh, a lion with wings.
1: For some reason, it reminded me of The Wizard of Oz. Me
2: too. I always thought the same thing. And so they go talk to him, and he basically says, do me a favor, and when you see Santa, tell him that we are here. Yeah. So it, it they need to do that. So what I always thought, and again, I, I'm going to jump a little to the end here, but when go
1: ahead because we're 43 minutes in
2: when santa does come back at the end sorry spoiler to get (laughs) all those
1: in case you haven't seen it
2: toys it leaves the king by himself
1: Hmm. but he's the king who cares kings don't need anything they got everything
2: well what's funny is when they walk in to see the king there's nobody in the castle he's by himself in the throne but why does he want to be alone i don't know yeah so i don't know maybe that he's making room for new misfit toys
1: Yeah, and, you know, as long as we're jumping to the end, is that okay?
0: Sure. This is going to be canceled. There's nothing I can do. This weather. Rudolph, Rudolph, please, could you tone it down a bit? I mean, that nose of yours. uh, That nose. That beautiful, wonderful nose. Huh? Rudolph. Christmas is not off, and you're going to lead my team.
1: Okay, hold oh, on.
2: Okay, before I'm glad you played it because it'll help us jump ahead. Yeah. But you've missed all sorts of things in between.
1: I know, but we're 44
2: minutes in. I know, but we, we haven't can't gotten skip to any over any of our
1: four categories. I
2: understand, but can I finish the sure. story so those who don't know the story, because maybe some don't. Sweetie,
1: everybody knows the story.
2: So after they talk to the lion. Rudolph decides to take off because he thinks his nose is exposing his friends to the Bumble, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want them to get eaten by the Bumble. So he takes off, and then in that time, he grows up a little bit, and then everybody does, but his friends and Mrs. Donner and Clarice go looking for him. Mm -hmm. So basically, everyone bails and goes looking for Rudolph, and I think Donner, too. And then they get to a point where Rudolph goes into this cave— And he sees that the Bumble has Clarice and his mom, like, held captive, like he's going to eat them. Oh, boy. I know. It's really a scary part. Yeah. Because I always remember they'd go to commercial then, Mm -hmm. and you'd be like, oh, my God, what's going to happen, right? Are they going to be okay? Mm -hmm. So, but then Yukon and Hermie are there, too, and they come up with a plan that Hermie pretends to be a pig. Because Bumbles love pigs.
1: Of course they do.
2: So Hermie gets on his hands and legs, and or his knees, yeah. and he starts going oink, 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 yeah. oink. And the
1: Bumble really is a little um, gullible. Yes. Let's just say that.
2: <laughs> so he puts Clarice and everybody else down, because I think he's lifted up other people. And he starts... Wh- it's a little like...
1: Return of the Jedi. Return
2: of the Jedi. Yeah. Exactly. So Return of the Jedi probably borrowed from Rudolph.
1: I'm sure George Lucas got all his inspiration <laughs> from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So
2: then... They he walks out there and then Cornelius like kind of like knocks him down with a big block of ice. Yeah. And he gets knocked out. And then Hermie uses his dentistry experience to pull out all of Bumble's teeth.
1: Pretty crude.
2: And then they keep terrorizing Bumble and start saying, boo, boo, boo. I think Yukon does. And he falls off a ledge. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason Yukon and all the dogs jump on top of the bumble yeah. and go down with them. Yeah. And then they all then Rudolph and everybody look over the edge and all they say is, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And even as a kid, I'm like, where'd they go?
1: Well, back up. I would say, why is Bumble that much less intimidating now? He's five times the size. You told me that he can't do damage without his teeth? Well,
2: he's not going to eat anybody now.
1: Yeah, but he'll crush you with his fist.
2: Well, he's a little bumbly. Like, you know, kind of like you said, he thinks that Hermie's a pig and he's just maybe hasn't gone to school.
1: He's not the brightest bulb.
2: Correct. He might be scary with his teeth. He's but he, not the
1: sharpest tool in the shed. Exactly. And as they, I guess as soon as he loses his teeth, he loses all of his power.
2: Correct. So now he's like, what do I do? And this is when I start to really love him. You think I love him when he falls in the water? Yeah. This is when I get really concerned.
1: So can we fast forward to Santa?
2: So then let's get to that okay. part. And then they come back and then they're trying to figure out a plan. And I can't remember... If the Christmas tree, like that part that you played, I can't remember if Bumble and Cornelius come back before then mm. and light the tree, and then you see that everybody's okay, and then Santa realizes about Rudolph's nose. Yeah. I'm not sure which order it goes in. Yeah. But regardless, everybody's okay, even the dogs.
1: So here's my take on Santa. Okay. Okay. Santa is somebody who delivers presents all over the world every Christmas Eve, right? And
2: there happens to be a storm this year.
1: So first of all, what? Santa, this is your first storm? Right. Come on. Come on. Y- you know how to navigate through this. Right. Second of all, your ability to kind of problem solve. If you're the leader of an organization, yes as big of a project as Santa has every Christmas North Eve, Pole. you would think he would have, he's like, you know what? It's not on this year. <laughs> it's cloudy. So we're not going to be able to do it. Right. And then Rudolph with his nose so bright, so bright, and then he has his light bulb moment. Santa does, right? Like Santa, you couldn't see that as a possibility before. He
2: he was blocked by his own angst.
1: Yes, and then how bright can that nose be?
2: It's 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 sleigh gliding, gliding.
1: I guess so. I just the whole Santa, you're you're not as good of a leader in your organization as I thought you were.
2: Well, he had literally a light bulb moment. He
1: did. Quite, he quite he had a
2: breakthrough. He moved his personal growth level. And talk
1: about an emotional roller coaster. I
2: know. Hey, Christmas is off. Oh, actually, it's back on. And Rudolph, Rudolph, you have no purpose now. You have the ultimate. Right, purpose. right. It's a little roller coaster for it all is. involved. I know. So. The good news is, is obviously this is where, you know, and then I think Donner has a moment where he says Donner Donner, sweetie. Donner Donner has a moment where he says, I knew that my boy would amount to Totally. Something. Like if I'm Rudolph, like, <laughs> screw
1: all you grown-ups.
2: I'm not doing Where it. have you been? And
1: now all of a sudden you you you're using me.
2: Except Clarice has been there all of along. Of
1: course, but most people, most characters ostracized this young reindeer. I know. And then the minute that he could give them something... I know. And then everything's kumbaya.
2: Well, the best part is that this movie... I can't remember the year, and I don't need to burden you with the year, but...
1: 1964?
2: Well, that's when it came out. But there was a period... When it first came out, they didn't, at at that part, go back to the island of misfit toys to Mm -hmm. get those toys. Yeah. And so many kids who were watching the show... Mm -hmm were so upset by that yeah. that they had to change the ending. Did yes. you read that too?
1: In response, the producers created a new short scene at the end of the show in which Santa and his reindeer, led by Rudolph, land on the island and pick up all the toys to find homes for them. This scene became a part of the standard version of the show run during the holidays.
2: So they do go back, and we sing the song, and it's somehow Santa gets fat yeah. somewhere along the way he yeah, decides we, to they eat. they
1: skipped over that.
2: We don't know what... He started to
1: eat the cheese and the ice cream, I guess.
2: I guess. He got his angst, you know, was able to, he was able to put that on the back burner and he Mm -hmm. just ate up. So... Those are the scenes. So issues, we've kind of discussed a lot of them yes, already. Yes, I
1: have no issues with this other than what I've already <laughs> all, discussed.
2: Rather than all the things that we've already discussed. Yes. We kind of discussed them along the way. And again, I'll reiterate, as I said about 10 minutes ago, keep watching the show. Just have We're these gonna discussions keep watching it. With, these, with your kids. Like my kids are older, they're teenagers, but we enjoy these conversations. Like I'm they're sh- funny. I'm shocked
1: that our daughters will... Say, we can't get them to watch good movies like... What about Bob and Uncle Buck? But yet they'll sit down and watch this show with us.
2: Well, first of all, it's shorter. Second of all, they've been watching it since they were kids. We actually had these movies on DVD. I know. I remember. We had all the Frosties and all the... So, okay. So, influences. This movie, obviously, was influenced by the original song. But for those of you who love Elf, you will notice that a lot of um, scenes... Yeah. They actually... The clothes that um, Will Ferrell wears and the other elves wear in the movie elves is elf <laughs> hooves and elves yes in the movie elf and you've
1: been saying rudolph lately rudolph rudolph there's an l in there isn't there it's not rudolph
2: what do i say
1: you say you forget the l
2: i think it's my chicago thing I Rudolph. Think,
1: i think yes it's rudolph
2: and what there's did an I say? l in there
1: you say rudolph rudolph yeah
2: okay i it's don't know. you're right i some Whoa. some words i don't say well <laughs> um these are tough for me i'm having a hard time so anyway he like the scene where you know buddy when he leaves all the his elf friends oh and i was gonna say all their clothes are modeled after this yes. show yes so all the outfits and when he leaves he does the same thing that cornelius does he picks you know, takes his pick and then you know breaks off from a piece of ice, and then then it's my favorite scene. In that moment, I sent it to you. I emailed it to you. Will you play it?
1: Bye, buddy. Hope you find
2: your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Bye. Bye. And then he goes off, and it's like you can see the northern lights.
1: Yes. Is this in the beginning of the movie or the end?
2: Well, it's when he leaves oh. to go find his dad. Got it. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. And right before that, all the cute little rabbits and squirrels are saying goodbye and they're crying mm. to Buddy. So obviously all that yes. was influenced. Yes, a lot of
1: inspiration there.
2: Right. And so your favorite character?
1: Uh, My favorite character has got to be the coach.
2: <laughs> Is he really your favorite He's or awesome. you love to hate him? I love to hate him. So I read something. You can't play any more reindeer games. <laughs> I read that the guy. Everybody thought that Don Adams played that yeah. guy. Did you read that?
1: And it was a guy pretending to
2: be Don Adams.
1: To be Don Adams. Yeah, I thought yes. that was funny. Um. So yeah. So my favorite character is the co. The most memorable scene is with the coach because he's so blatantly a jerk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. like he's the he's the humor. Yeah. So mine. I have three.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, let me guess. Is Rudolph one of them? No. Oh wow! Mm-mm. So uh, what's his name? Hermy.
2: He's one of them. Yeah,
1: um, he's not number one. And Bumble.
2: Bumble's number one. And
1: then the uh, the the lumberjack.
2: Yep. Guy. So it's Bumble's my favorite. And by the way, I have a uh, my friend. So this is a very short story. I've always lo- loved Bumble since I was little, and my friend Patty had a Bumble or uh, abominable miniature
1: version of that
2: miniature version of that in front of her house for years and i would always drive by it and i would like text her or when i'd see her i'd say i love that little guy in front of your house he's like perfect size he's not cheesy Mm -hmm. you know some of the blow-ups are cheesy he's just the cutest and then two or three years ago patty plugged it in at my house and left it for me
1: what a great gift
2: i know so now we put him up every year so thank you patty um So anyway, he's my favorite. My second favorite is Hermie for sure. And then my third favorite is Yukon Cornelius because he's kind of like the father figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like,
1: he's like rocking
2: it. Yeah. And he licks his...
1: That's part of my trivia. Oh, good. When Yukon Cornelius throws his pickaxe into the ground and takes it out and licks it, he's checking neither for gold nor silver.
2: What's he checking for?
1: The original concept for the spe- special stated that Yukon was in fact searching for the elusive peppermint mine,
2: oh. which
1: he eventually finds. The scene has since been restored, starting with a 1998 home video BHS release.
2: Well, that makes more sense because he's always licking that thing. And yeah. what's he licking with silver and gold? Yeah,
1: it's really interesting. Like, I'm like, what's going on with this guy?
2: And then he goes, nothing.
1: Yeah, I kind of like it. There's a little mystery.
2: There's a little mystery. What's he looking for? Let
1: me see if there's any other things. Uh... <laughs> The uh, song Rudolph was a st- seasonal standard long before it was used in the film. It was written in 1939. We already talked about that. In the feature film Elf, you talked about that. Uh-huh. And then although Yukon says he needs gunpowder and has a revolver tucked in his belt, the toys of the character that have been released since 1999 have knives instead.
2: Got it. So he's a knife-carrying... Yes. Guy. Yes. Okay. All right. That's it. So last question yes. before we, you know, end this Christmas uh episode of Zen Parenting slash Pop Culturing is why do we keep watching it or why do you keep watching this? Because
1: I think we romanticize being little kids and this is a perfect way for me to feel like a little kid for fifty one minutes. Unfortunately I don't see the majesty in it. I'm a jaded old forty eight year old man and I get more pleasure from making fun of some of the characters in it instead of seeing it's Sacredness and his specialness. So that's why.
2: Well, and maybe you're experiencing both at the same time. Could maybe be. your young kid inside is enjoying the nostalgia, and maybe your old fart part of you is enjoying (laughs) making fun of it regardless i love watching it with the girls i watch it every year i like like i said i have a bumble on my front porch that was given to me as a gift and he is also my if you're facebook friends with me he is my picture yeah bumble only around this time of year right but because he puts the star on the tree so everyone thought he was bad
1: yeah and what what was the turning point for him like So we started accepting him as soon as teeth were removed.
2: Teeth were removed. And then they started like teasing him. And he went off the cliff along with Cornelius and the dogs. And then
1: all of a sudden he shows up putting up the star (coughs) on the tree? Yeah,
2: I think, well... Yeah, because they bust in and they surprise everybody. And then Cornelius makes that joke that Bumble's bounce, yeah. which I don't know why that's funny, but everybody laughs. And then Cornelius says, look what he can do. Mm-hmm. So I think what he's trying to demonstrate is Bumble almost becomes like parallel to Hermie and Rudolph in that he has something to offer also, yeah, that uh, we've looked at him as being scary, but he actually has a gift himself.
1: In the words of John Bender from The Breakfast Club, sweetie, everybody can do something.
2: Correct. And that's, I think, the point of Rudolph and why I continue to watch it. And I just hope you guys do, too.
1: And maybe we'll do Breakfast Club next since I just talked about Breakfast Club. Maybe we will. Who knows? Um, so that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening to yeah, Pop Culture and Zen Parenting Radio.
2: Yeah, the crossover.
1: Yes, the crossover. And um, listen to next week's show. It's kind of deep but good.
2: It's. I think you'll like it. And then... Um, and we'll be back after uh, we have a show next week. And then that will, after that, it's the new year. Yeah. It's 2021. My goodness. I think we
1: might do a replay for that next one.
2: Okay. But we will be back in 2021. We will be back. 10 year anniversary. Happy
1: anniversary, sweetie. You too, honey. Buy your mugs and your shirts. We got anniversary special mugs and shirts.
2: Yeah. And if you don't get them for holiday gifts, just get them for you for January. Yeah. So you can have a new holiday mug and happy holidays, everybody. We love you. We see you. We know it's been one heck of a year. I'm not going to swear in case you're watching with your kids. Or listening, excuse me. Um, And somehow we've made it through together and it has not been easy. Um, But we're with you all the way and um, we'll see you in 2021.
1: And don't forget about our bald head of beauty, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Jeremy Kraft from Avid Company, 630-956-1800. Gene Autry is going to write us out.
0: Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it, you would even say it go.
2: Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review. It helps people find us.
1: The best part of what we do is getting to spend time with our listeners in an awesome community of parents who have come together over at Team Zen. Team Zen is a great opportunity to connect as much as you want with a group of like-minded parents, and you'll even get exclusive content from Kathy and me. Find out more about Team Zen on our site, zenparentingradio.com.
2: We know your inbox needs more hopeful and helpful info, so sign up for the Zen Parenting Moment. Two times a week, you'll receive a quick read that will boost your day and improve your outlook. Sign up at zenparentingradio.com. While men
1: and women, moms and dads, parents and non-parents are all welcome here at ZPR, we know most of our followers are female and moms. So today we're shouting out an opportunity that's just for the guys. Men Living creates opportunities for men to gather together to give and get support and build friendship. I am one of the founders of the group, and you'll find me every week helping facilitate our virtual meeting on Wednesday nights at 7.30. Interested or want to share the details with someone you love? You can find the Zoom link at menliving.org.
2: Ready for a Gen X view of personal growth? Join us for Pop Culturing, our podcast filled with humor, fun, and a characteristic emphasis on self-awareness as we explore movies, TV, and pop culture.
1: And don't forget, I coach guys. So if you're interested, head on over to ToddAdamsCoaching.com and schedule a one-on-one session. First session is free. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald head of beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidcode.net or give them a call at 630 956 Thanks for all your love and support and keep on trucking.